0: They're just illuminating, folks. And if you haven't ever done this and you're a business owner or you're a leader, you don't have to be a business owner. If you're managing a department, if you're in charge of leading a department, you can do this. Nothing's gonna stop you from doing it. And it doesn't matter how many people there are.
1: Welcome to the Get Real Podcast, your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey
0: everybody, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant.
1: Good morning.
0: Little humbled today, Heather. Mm-hmm. Little excited today. Yeah. So That's we started this podcast as a fun thing for us. And for those of you who've been listening for a long time, it was Angela and I, in the beginning, it was a fun thing for Angela and I And then it's been a fun thing for Heather and I, and we really don't, we really don't monetize the podcast. Like we don't bring people on to sell stuff and we don't actively try to increase our listenership, which is sounds really, doesn't sound like a very good idea, (laughs) but in spite of that, we've hit 150,000 downloads, which I know for a lot of, we're no Joe Rogan. Okay, (laughs) we get it, but that's a lot for us. And it has exponentially been growing over the last year, Mm -hmm. largely due to, well, entirely due to you all, but I mean, largely due to you all giving us written reviews and sharing the podcast with your friends because we don't do any advertising. We don't really don't do much except for come on here and say the stuff that we're thinking and hope it helps you. And the fact that we have hit that many means that it is helping you. Matter of fact, Heather, I didn't tell you this, but I had two people that I respect wildly in the business world. One of them in the real estate business world, who I had no idea listened to the podcast, tell me that we have a really solid show.
1: (laughs) You did tell me one, you didn't tell me two.
0: Anyway, that's cool. We appreciate you. We just thought we'd take a second and let you guys know that we really appreciate you
1: it's surprisingly really fun and really fun to go through and see what episodes have reached out to people, I guess, as far as the meaning and content. And so really fun and exciting. If you have other ideas of things you want us to talk about, topics you want us to discuss, please reach out to us at invest at rpcinvest.com. That would be awesome.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's not what we're talking about today, but we really do appreciate you guys. and we love it if you re- leave reviews. That's actually the biggest thing you can do to help the show grow. It really helps people find us who you aren't referring to it. So we really appreciate it. Anyway. And Heather already told you how to reach out to us. So anyway, thank you so much for all of that and all of your support. We also really love it when you guys tell us what you want to hear. I know we've said that before, but, but please use the email that Heather just gave you and let us know if we're missing something that you guys need to hear, then let us know. We brainstormed on something that has affected both of us this week, which I think if you're a business owner or if you are a leader of people in any way, if you're in a management position in a company, hopefully this will help you be better as a company, as a unit.
1: When I um sat in administrative seats in the company years ago and was kind of moving around to different departments, I feel like this thing we're going to talk about today would have been in a lot of ways, really impactful for me. So, man, I think around two years ago, we talked about this and you said, yeah, we've never really done it. Best practice, we wanna do this, but we haven't really done it. And I remember instantly going, yes, like I see value in that because I've sat in the seats, you know, below a manager and feeling somewhat disconnected and really not knowing when to voice certain questions or concerns. In a day-to-day business it just you're just caught up in the day-to-day stuff a lot mm-hmm. so what we're talking about today is quarterly interviews with the entire team every single person
0: which on our I team. mean that's a uh, i mean that can be a daunting task yeah it's a lot of people but man it's very enlightening to say the mm-hmm. least because you get to hear a different level, how they're feeling about certain things and great ideas come from those as well. Yeah. Yeah. So we thought we'd talk about those and what the structure is and how you do them. And so if you're a leader, manager, owner, we encourage you to do these. These are really, really good. It's one of those things I think that you know when it's time for them, I'm like, oh, this is so much time. Like (laughs) I got, oh my gosh, it is so much time and then yeah. we get into maybe the first or the second one and i'm like this is why we do this these it's are so important it. so without further ado heather let's talk through a little bit about yeah. the structure and why in the world you would want to take the time to do these
1: i think one thing that we've done and this has kind of evolved as we've been doing it is we take turns so that it's not as cumbersome so i will run quarterly interviews and then the following quarter we meet together with each staff member and then the following quarter you've done them individually by yourself and then we do it again together so it cuts back a little bit on the time spent right you get a quarter off but you also really can reach a different reach out differently i guess having a different audience to talk to i find that the people on our team have valued that so giving feedback on on someone in the company or something that's bothering them to a smaller audience might be better. So that's the first thing. And then we schedule them, usually we've done it over the course of a couple of days, just because we do 30 minutes, we schedule 30 minutes per person. And our team, we have a team of about 15. So it's been I say about because some people we are, I don't know, sometimes we don't always do quarterly interviews with like your assistant Ron or you know, things like that. but. It's about 15 people each time that we're meeting with.
0: Precursor to this too, which shouldn't go unmentioned is that you already have to have had, we've already talked about culture. We've already talked about core values and things like that. You've already have to have established, well, that's not entirely true, but you need to either in these interviews, if you haven't, you need to start with this or lead with this. If you've already established a relationship of trust with your team members, then it's easy because they mm-hmm. trust you that if they tell you something that they're feeling that they're not going to get fired or reprimanded for it, they're, this True. is a safe time to be able to mention the things that, that they want to. And mm-hmm. you know, we had some people on our team this time who are n- newer, haven't had very many of these. And they're like, man, I don't know. Like, I, I don't want to come off as a complainer. We heard that <laughs> yeah. at least twice. I yeah, don't want to yeah. be because we don't like complainers in our office. Yeah. But there's a difference between complaining And just stating the way things are from their perspective. And as a leader, you have got to be open to some feedback that may not be what you wanted to hear, Mm -hmm. I guess. As a matter of fact, in a lot of ways, that's what you want to hear is what you don't want to hear. So, anyway, with that, Heather, as kind of an overarching theme, people have to be, otherwise, you're going to have a 15 minute meeting with somebody, not a 30 minute meeting, and you're going to have, You know a lot of stuff that's really not important come up because they're not going to trust they can tell you anything
1: very very good point i take that for granted that we have that culture on our team that it's definitely we were just talking about this morning while i am overseeing lots of departments i never feel like a boss or a manager it's just not how i feel in my day-to-day working through the team and stuff and Ron, you articulated it really well this morning. You said, that's leading. You're being a leader instead of a manager. And I was like, yes, I hope I am. Because that's how I feel, that I don't feel like barking orders as much as, "Hey guys, we're working toward this common goal. Here's some goals we've established, how we're gonna achieve them, more of a leadership rather than a manager. Yeah, and I
0: thought the other cool aspect of that, it was, I saw the light bulb go on with you, but the other thing was, I was trying to describe to Lacey, who is new in a leadership role, because she was trying to describe it in a managerial way. And I'm like, yeah, the reason it doesn't feel like that is because you're being a leader, which is better. That's better than a manager because you're actually leading people and you're also creating more leaders. When you're managing people, that has a negative connotation as if you have to manage them because they can't manage themselves. That's the way I look at it. But when you're leading people you're out in front and you're showing them what to do to become better there's just a big difference there so
1: yeah i agree i think i just remember that all the time to not take it for granted so i would say that our our content for our interviews has changed the last two two quarters ago i actually did a little bit of research because i was solo without you ron and I wanted to have a meaningful conversation because before that it was, hey, here's some concerns or issues that we need to discuss with you. And what's your goal? That's mostly, what's your goal for the quarter? What's your goal for the year? And that's how our individual conversations went. I just pulled that back up by notes from 2020. So I keep a Google doc, for every quarterly interview, share it with you, Ron, and then I can go back and refer to it. What goals did we set, any concerns that were brought up? So I keep each one. So I could go back, I just did it in about 10 seconds and went back through, and it is not nearly as detailed and impactful as it has been over the last couple of quarters, because I found some really cool questions. And honestly, even if you're not a business owner, as I'm sitting, looking at the questions here this morning, I went, I could have these same type of conversations with my family, with my kids.
0: So interesting that you say that. One of the things that my dad did with all of us, and the, you want know, to talk about a lot, there was a lot of us. There were seven kids. <laughs> One of the things that my dad did growing up that was really, really cool, and I think unique, because I, don't, I don't really don't think very many people do this, is he had interviews with us monthly.
1: Monthly, wow! Yep.
0: Monthly, wow. they weren't long, especially when you're a tiny, you know, when you're a little kid. It was, hey, I get to go hang out with dad, and he would talk to us about whatever. They got to be more in-depth conversations when we were huh. in our early teens and mid-teen years, and then you know they probably stopped when we thought we were smarter than him. But nonetheless, they were impactful, and the reason they were impactful is because it was time where he completely concentrated on us individually, not as a group. Yeah. Very similar to what we're talking about today with people on your team. It mm-hmm. is an individualized meeting. And you're right. Those questions that we're asking, which you know, we'll tell you in just a second, but questions that we're asking are questions about them, about their feelings, about their growth, they're all forward-facing. Most of them are forward-facing questions about becoming better. Mm -hmm. And my dad did that very, very well, instilled Mm -hmm. that in us. And then I did that not as well as my dad did, but I did that with our kids and it was fun. So I was not near as regimented as he was, which I probably should have been. But They're really cool. So yes, if if you guys don't do that at your house, I encourage you to do it, Heather. And those questions are, some of the questions we're going to talk about can easily be done, can be used in a conversation with a kid or a spouse or any of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. So the questions I found in doing just a little bit of research on good questions to ask in these type of meetings, the first one I always start out with or have started out with is what accomplishments are you most proud of this past quarter? So it's always interesting to note the people that are harder on themselves and struggle to answer that. They're usually thinking, Mm -hmm. what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And so the mindset of what did you do right? What happened? And sometimes it's really small, or we've had a couple this quarter that it was harder for them to think of something. And so checking in to know that your team morale was a little lower than you thought. When you thought everyone was plugging along and doing mm-hmm. great, right? <laughs> Stuff like that is really helpful in leading and understanding where people are at individually, right? Where if we're in a meeting setting and I'm asking the whole team, "Hey, what accomplishments are you most proud of in the past quarter?" I feel like it's just different. It's just a different type of answer you're going to get in a group of peers like that.
0: Yeah, and man, I just they're so important. So this is this happens quarterly. Imagine if you did this once a year and somebody was miserable. Yeah. You'll lose them. Yeah. You'll lose them. And imagine if it's something that's so simple that you can tweak to make their life better, which impacts their personal life, their family life, and in every other way, their life. You know, and I think, um, because we did them together this time, there were a couple that were like, and I, you know, they brought up a challenge and I'm thinking that is so easy. Yes. But if I didn't know about it, can't fix it, which means they're just going to suffer in silence until it gets to be so big you know, that they blow up. So this is really, really important. And those are the things you really want to find out. So it's one thing to have somebody blow smoke and tell you that everything is peachy. It's another thing to say is really, really good. And it could be better if we did this. And my life could be better if we could just fix this over here because Heather and you and I we're all about let's try to make this better, more efficient, mm-hmm. easier and then do more. Let's all grow and do more.
1: Yes, 100%. The next question I ask is what goals did you meet and where did you fall short? And I've actually historically been uncomfortable with like, hey, where did you fall short? because it feels like where did you mess up? But in doing these interviews I've just noticed that it's always a way for us to have a conversation about how can we make this better or how is it getting better or what's your plan to make it better so that happens naturally (laughs) that you move into that so it's actually been really a powerful question to ask so looking at how as leaders to help them hit their goals you know is there something you need from us to be able to reach your goals
0: yeah Um, and is something broken is something fundamentally broken to where you can tell us all about your goal, but is there something fundamentally broken that's going to keep you from reaching your goal Mm -hmm. that we can remove out of your way so that you can run again? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Agreed. The third question I haven't asked every time. It's been helpful to have on here though. I've asked it the first time and it was really valuable. What motivates you to get your job done every day? Mm Mm-hmm. I loved that the first time we asked it, it made people really think. And because as a team, coach our clients to get to the heart of why they are investing and why they're doing things, I think it, we moved to the heart pretty quick. I mean, most everyone was like, well, my family, I have my family. I want to be able to reach my personal goals in my life. And rather than just, well, I'd like to you know, be responsible. Like, I don't think anyone really said that it was really... More in depth as to what their personal goals in their life are, which was as a leader is pretty powerful to hear what they're wanting to accomplish in their personal life,
0: and the ability that they have to be able to live their vision, especially yep. when we can make sure that there's congruency between what they want and what's actually happening mm-hmm. for them, or in some cases to them. Yes. So, uh, being able to have more impact on somebody by asking a couple of simple questions, man, it's 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 really
1: Yeah, Um, impressive. uh, Another question I really enjoy asking is, how do you feel about your goal? How you feel you're doing? I'm sorry with your goal to learn and do and become more, because we encourage. You're a master at that, Ron. Because hello, so many people here have sat at the front desk and (laughs) have grown in the company into many positions, um, which is super fun to watch. And you've taught me that over the years that. That's almost more enjoyable than building a business and making money is building people. Holy cow. It's so much better. Watch. Amazing. There's nothing better. So I that is something that I do ask every time like how what are you learning? How are you still learning or do you feel stagnant? Cuz I feel myself personally I love to be learning all the time. So that's a question that sometimes prompts us to say well are you do you like your position? Would yeah, you...
0: I mean I was just getting ready to say I had some meetings with my, some of my coaching students this week and a lot of them are hiring, right. And, Mm. you know, we talk about seats and we talk about making sure we get the right person in the right seat. And there've been several of these interviews that have morphed into something else Mm. because they really weren't happy in their current seat. And you, but they were a great core values match and they were, you know, they were, Excellent, you know, workers, and I mean, just no problems. they just they really didn't like the seat. And in some cases, they were even performing really well, but they were kind of living in hell, and we, we were able to make some changes that allowed them to enjoy their job, which is a big deal for us, right? I've been reading a book that talks about this passion thing that especially the younger generation has this thing where they got to have fall into it's like they're walking down the street and there's a fountain next to them and if they don't fall into the passion fountain their life is just over like if they don't get to swim around in their passion fountain like life ends so there's this some magical mystical job out there or they can open up a, a business that's just it's just what they love to do and man that's such crap i agree it's such crap but what if you can move a little closer to what that is and that it's easy, especially for the company to be able to make that happen? Mm-hmm. And that's cool. I mean, not necessarily to your passion, but at least so that you can enjoy what you do. That way, when you get off work, you can you go pursue your passion. Yeah, There's very few people who get to actually do, quote, their passion. Very few people who get to do yep. that. And if I'm guessing, they didn't just fall into the passion pool either. <laughs> they had a long, the visuals, hard slog. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm just envisioning one of those people in the fail videos where they're, they're walking along and they just, you know, the, I don't know, <laughs> the high heel goes under and then they right into the passion pool. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I made it.
1: This just happened. This is amazing. Such crap. Such crap. Well, and think about the possibility Of moving someone into a different seat in your company and having that person still on staff. I don't know how many (laughs) times we've moved seats, but we've kept the people. So if someone in the new position, in their new position, is stuck, they're like, hey, can you help me out? I know you sat in this seat two months ago and they're still on the team. So it allows you, oh my goodness, the training and being able to have support long term is powerful we just haven't had uh, we, the lost people
0: you know we've talked about this before and i talked to some other you know, i talked to my coaching people and then i'm in masterminds and people have a really hard time hiring and retaining people and we've talked kind of ad nauseum about why that is yeah but this is a big deal right if you actually get someone in the door they're a core values match and they're a team player and they're a hard worker why would you ever want to lose them Yep. Just because, and most of the time, most of the, we heard this this week, Heather, I want to grow into this over here. Okay. Well, let's make a path for you to be able to do that then. Mm-hmm. I mean, can't, we we can't just like flip a switch and, you know, shake up the entire company. I mean, I guess we have done that in the past, but, but that's not typically something that you can just do, yeah. but we can make a plan for you to go over here. Now, if you're a closed-minded business owner or leader in the business and you just tell people, well, no, I mean, you're really good here. We need to keep you here. They'll leave. Mm -hmm. They'll leave because everyone wants to grow. Everyone wants to become more. Everyone wants to, yeah, I guess grow. I mean, not everybody wants to do a ton more, right? I mean, I don't want that to mean like we're working more hours or whatever, but do and become more in an internal sense, right? and I don't know very many people who don't want to do that yeah true
1: and we're in a job market right now where they can they can leave oh yeah My, my uh family member of mine of my husband's just decided she didn't really love what she was doing and wanted to move positions to a different path and she applied to six different places and got interviews with all six offers from several I mean it is the job market right now. You can lose people if you're not really in tune with, if they're growing, if they're learning, if they're happy where they're sitting. And, and
0: how many people, Heather, have we interviewed that were willing to take a pay cut
1: mm-hmm.
0: in, in a marketplace where they could get a pay increase to go somewhere that they actually enjoy and doing something that they actually enjoy? True. In a competitive world that we're living in right now, where there are, there are literally thousands and thousands of jobs more than there are human beings to do them well and we, we're not going to go down that road as to why that is but you know Story thank you government that. love you <laughs> love you in this current situation you have got to be more involved with your people and this these interviews are one more way to make that happen and that's not so complicated you heard the questions that the heather was just talking about they're not that complicated but they are real questions about concerns that anyone really would have. And the people on your team certainly would have, how are you doing? Yep. And make sure you listen for the things that are actually going on in their life too. For instance, Heather, I mean, we had, look, this is the, um, we've talked about hiring stay at home moms. One of the downsides of hiring stay at home moms is that women, not men, women, not men that want to be women, but women can get pregnant, yeah, and <laughs> routinely do.
1: Routinely,
0: <laughs> so in the situation, <laughs> the whole "how you doing?" question right after there was, is a brand new baby is a really important question. It just is. Or when people are having health concerns, I mean, we learned about that this week too, Heather. At least I did. You probably already knew, I d- but
1: I didn't know. Yeah, I
0: didn't know that you know people are struggling with certain things. And if you never ask the question, because nobody thinks you give a rip about them, you're not going to know what's happening behind the scenes. And I I don't care who you are. You got health problems, new babies, big stressors in your life. They, uh, They impact how things go on the job. They just do. right? So this is one of those ways where you can open up the doors and you can say, hey, listen, we want to know how's everything going in your life? How are things going here? How are those things intersecting? And how can we help you? Most importantly, how can we help you? Yeah, Just crazy important. And then don't get done with the meeting. This is the other thing I think that you were talking about earlier, Heather, is that you keeping all of these notes, you can go back and look at all of the things that we were supposed to implement to make people's lives easier. And it's amazing how many of those things we implemented. The only reason we did is because we asked
1: exactly i have takeaways from the ones we just finished this week i highlight them in a color so i can easily go back through and look at action items but i looked at last quarters and i implemented 100 percent of the things they needed help with and i was able to ask them hey how did we do with that i implemented that did that solve your problem because Mm -hmm. i had my last quarter notes and i was going to add a couple more things that i asked specifically to our sales team I ask them more about their process. Are you following our process that we have lined out for you? Are you comfortable with the amount of leads you're taking? Are you overloaded? Because that matters in do I hire more people? How is our setter performing you know, setting appointments for our sales team? And so it helps with interdepartment <laughs> relations, I guess, to understand how is everything flowing that way. And so keeping those lines of communication open holy cow, I came out of it going, yep, I got to get on hiring a couple more people because our sales team is feeling a little bit overloaded with yep. the amount of There's, people they're working with.
0: They're struggling. And it, you know, that's a great problem to have when you have too many leads, yeah. but it's not when they're all trying to actually take the appointments because then they don't have the time to actually spend with exactly. the folks they're trying to help, which is, does a disservice not only to them, but also to the people who we trying to help. And so they're just illuminating folks. And if you haven't ever done this and you're a business owner or you're a leader, you don't have to be a business owner. If you're managing a department, if you're in charge of leading a department, you can do this, right? Nothing's going to stop you from doing it. And it doesn't matter how many people there there are, right? If you're in charge and you have, like if you're a C-suite person and you have people underneath you that then have people underneath them and it goes two layers deep, everyone in that chain can have these and then you can level all the problems up so that you know what's actually happening with the people who are on your team or your teams. It's really important.
1: I'll add one, a couple more things. Sorry, I just keep thinking. We set a goal with every member of the team as the last part of this call typically. We go over what goal, we set last quarter. We obviously talk about how they performed and then, but we look forward and we set annual goals and quarterly goals and then I find that we do this naturally though Ron we thank them. We thank them for what they bring and contribute to the team. Ending of this ends with here's your goal and we're so glad you're here. And I try to be specific. What do you bring to the team and how do you contribute to to the team in a unique way? I think that's really really important
0: to well, show. Well, it helps are. when you actually give a crap. Yeah. So, if you're listening to this and you really don't give a crap, Well, they'll know that you don't give a crap, but you still should ask the questions because then you're going to know what's wrong with your company, you just probably still lose people because they'll, they'll feel like you don't give a crap. Mm -hmm. So it might be that you should actually start giving a crap. If you don't, if you do, you should tell them that you care and you should tell them and you should thank them for sure. So, and then I think more than anything, Heather, Action is the most important thing to, to show somebody that you actually care about them. It's one thing to, to give them a bunch of lip service and then turn around and do absolutely nothing to help them out and leave them in hell for the next quarter. It's a whole other thing to tell them that you appreciate them and then show them that you appreciate them by helping them solve the problems that they have so that they can enjoy okay. their life when they're with you. Good point. With your company. Good point. So Hopefully that was helpful. Heather and I experienced that this week. We thought we'd share it with you. Actually, Heather thought we'd share that with you. And I thought it was a fantastic idea. Heather,
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: I and Heather, I appreciate great. you. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. This show wouldn't be near as fun. Everybody else appreciates you too, because this show would not be near as fun without our banter back and forth. So
1: And my giggles in the background. I try to prevent my giggling, but I can't. It's just me.
0: (laughs) And again, we'll tell all of you because we're on this appreciation kick today. We really appreciate you. appreciate you listening. We appreciate you sharing. We appreciate your feedback, the questions that you have for us. We appreciate all of it. So if you appreciate the show, man, leave us a written review written review is the most important thing you can do. Really appreciate you guys. Till next time, get out there and make something happen. Thanks, guys. This has been the Get Real
1: Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.